Ministry in conjunction with Deep Experience Revival Level introduced to you God's Word with simplicity and power, which is able to save and give you eternal inheritance through God's servant, Pastor Kolo Prince. God bless you as you listen. Father, please, we ask you to help us. We have come to learn of you and not to learn of any other thing. Lord, you are our objective. You are the one who have come to learn from. You are the one who have come to learn of. Please help us that those areas of our life that Christ need to be formed, that Christ be formed, O Lord. We thank you because you do us good. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Can we say a better amen? Praise God. Now, the next one today that we are going to discuss is that a disciple is a learner. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 to 29. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Are we saying amen? So a disciple is the one who learns. He's learning every day. By his experiences, he begins to judge that everything God is doing is what? Is right. Everything God is doing in his life is right. He's using all those methods to work out the best for him. So a disciple is the one who judged God right in all of his word, judgment. He learned every day with everything God is doing, every method God has put in place to beat him into shape, he uses it to learn the better way to serve the Lord. Can we say amen? John chapter 6, verses 68 to 69. He said, then Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the word of eternal life. Verse 69. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. So a disciple is one who has come to a conclusion that there is no other place to learn anything that is right or true except in who? In Christ. Except in Christ. If you say you're a disciple, and you can still juggle the word of Christ, place it on a table, weigh it, whether to obey Jesus' own or to obey what man is saying. You are not yet a disciple. You are not a disciple of Christ at all. At all. If you still look at the word of Christ, you are asking yourself, do I obey it or do I not obey? You are not yet a disciple of Jesus at all. At all. Go back to that first scripture that we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 28. One day God said something to me. There was this challenge that was facing me, so I was thinking about it. I said, ha, Lord. And as I was walking on the street, 
I heard God say something to me. He said, for we know that all things work for the good of those that love the Lord. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. To them who are called according to his purpose. And God began to teach me something. God said to me, why is it that when certain things start happening, you people will now remove that one and say this one is not included? He said, but did you see what I said in my world? That everything must work together for the good of those who do what? Who love the Lord. Those who are what? Who are called according to his purpose. He asked me that day, are you called according to my purpose? I say, yes, Lord, I know. I am called. He said, then count this one also that is working for your good. It can never work against you. It must work for your good. It can never work against you. It's only a lesson you ought to learn from it. But whether it will work for your good, yes, it will work for your good at the end of all things. So a disciple come to understand that, hey, no matter how tough my marriage might be, no matter what is happening in my home, no matter what is happening in the life of my children, the truth is that at the end of all this, God will make it to work for my good because I am called according to his word, purpose. I love the Lord. So a disciple is the one who has come to that level of learning. He has understood that no matter what is happening, the Lord will make all of this to work for my good at the end of the day. That is the judgment of a disciple indeed. But if you see that one who is not a disciple, there are certain things that will happen for him. There's nothing to learn. He's learning nothing. He will start looking for ways out. He'll start making a way out. He starts sparking off fires and what? And lights. He starts sparking off his own fire. He starts sparking off his own lights. There are certain things that might happen. Like for example, he knows it's common with students. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So there are certain things they might desire. And eventually, they are very intelligent. Some of them might be very, very intelligent. And they are targeting something. Eventually, that thing didn't happen the way they are targeting it. So some of them will feel, no, it's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. And the Lord will sit where he is and be laughing. <laughs> so some of them were supposed to enter school maybe last year or last two years. And it's happening the way it's happening. And they are not there. And some of them will conclude and say, no. No, no, it can't be God. But if that person is a disciple, you will see the person still know that God will use all of this to put me in a good shape. That at the end of the day, his name will be what? Will be glorified. That is the judgment of a disciple. A disciple will use that to learn a better way of serving the Lord. Lord will always teach him. The Lord will always teach him. The Lord will always teach her. This is a better way to serve me. It might be in the area of finance. Are you understanding what I'm saying? In the area of finance. Many ways that God uses to teach his people and bring them to that level where they can always judge that whatever God is doing is what? It's right. 
Whatever God is doing is right. Until a child of God come to the level of him judging that whatever God is doing is right. is not yet a disciple of Christ. Look at the disciples of old. In their work with Christ, by reason of what they suffered, they came to realize that everything that God is doing will work for the good of those whom he has called according to his purpose. It must work for their good. No matter what is coming their way, no matter what the trial might be, it must eventually work for their own good. Can somebody say amen? It must work for their good. So the question is this, if I'm a disciple, why do I try to cry and try to complain and try to say so many things? Instead of you settling down, do you know this has destroyed many people? It has destroyed many. If you see a woman who has not gotten a child, the whole place will be vibrating. In fact, if that one is not rooted in Christ, the whole atmosphere will change. You will see her troubling the husband. Troubling everybody around. Everybody, she will become troublemaker. And you see her every day, mourning. All her prayer requests is God, child. There's no other thing she's seeing around her. And God is trying to make her learn some things. So that she can be a better wife. And even in the first place, understand that child is not the ultimate it's not the reason why you are here on earth. No, it's not the reason. It's not at all at all. In fact, some people that gave birth to children, the children killed them. The children killed them. So what are we saying? It's important that we understand this. We must understand it. Children of God, as a result that they have not sat down in discipleship to learn very well, there are certain things that will come their way. They will say, ah, no, this one, no, no, no. Before you know, they move away and start doing their own thing. They start looking for another way of getting it done. And before you know, there will be serious complication. Serious complication. Somebody called me, do you know what he told me? He said, he want to confess. He said, do you know I've gone to a native doctor? I said, what did you get out of the native doctor? He said, nothing. In fact, when I said they're going there, things became worse. I said, have you come out? He said, I've come out though. I've come out sharp sharp because it became worse. I said, what took you to the native doctor? He said, things are not working now. You know, they say that somebody that is killing us in the village. So, I have to look for a way. I said, did you get the way? So, he didn't get the way. On his own, he had to return back. And because we are not understanding, we have refused to come more closer to God for him to teach us, for him to teach us his ways. A young man again, I remember, very young, serious. I knew the young man through my wife. So the young man started coming to the house. So we are interacting. I love him. The way he used to carry Bible up and down. You know, that's when I knew he's not carrying Bible. That's the matter. <laughs> So, that very day, I was asking, and my wife told me that the young man was sick, because he's late now. I said, hey, sick. Before they know, they said they said they carried him to the native doctor. And that was where he died. And that was where he died. The young man died. Then. Do you know most of the things that befall us? God wanted to use it to show his power. 
and we will learn that this God is evil. This God is evil. The reason is because we have not settled down for God to teach us. We have not settled down for God to teach us. If we start learning from Christ as disciples, you will see that to live in Christ is sweet. He has made everything beautiful for us. Everything that has to do with life and godliness. Are we saying amen? We love pleasure too much. Now, what is the Lord saying to us? That we must learn. We must learn this. Until you sit down to learn. You will not come to the conclusion. That everything is working for your good. As a child of God. Everything. God has arranged it. That everything must work for the good of those that love the Lord. Those who are called according to his purpose. He has predestined that to be. Not now. Before the foundation of the earth. Verse 29. God has predestined that. That this is how it's going to be. This is how it will be. For whom he did for no. He also did predestined to be what? To be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So God's intention is that Christ become the firstborn. Why we all become what? Brethren with him. So God's desire is that we all will come to that level. That Christ experienced. That Christ enjoyed. So until we all sit down with him, we become conformed, are you understanding what I'm saying? To the image of that same Christ, that same Jesus, that is God's desire. That is just God's desire. The desire of God is that we all come to become like him, living life like him. We can speak something, it will come to pass. We can see storms, we can say Peace be what? Be still. And you see, everything will do what? Become calm. Now, in our character too. In our character too. So, a disciple who don't want to sit down and learn, you can imagine. The result you'll be getting. So, the problem we have is that we have refused to sit down and learn. And God said to us, a disciple is the one that learns. He must sit down and learn. There's no two ways about it. You can't wake up and claim you're a disciple while you are not learning. You're not learning anything from the master. You can't sit down and learn from him. You jump up and down, jump up and down. Listen, there's two different learning. Don't say you go to church, you are learning. No. If you are not learning of Christ, to be conformed, to be exactly like him, you are learning nothing. Their objective is not that Christ be what? Formed. You start getting weary. You start getting tired. It happened to me. It happened to me. And you see, it becomes clear. It becomes clear to you. Because the one you are focusing on is who? Is Christ. It's Christ. All you desire now is what? To know more of him. To know more of Christ. Because there's no confusion in your head again. Are you understanding? You are now focused. You know the one you are focusing on. You know the one you are focusing on. You see, anything they offer you again, you say it's not this thing. You just need Christ. Are you understanding? 
There's nothing anybody's offering you that is moving you anymore. Nothing anybody's offering you that moves you anymore. Once you start learning of Christ, do you know what will happen? You start putting those things by the side. You know that's not the thing. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Christ. So the issue of a disciple learning is compulsory whenever you become a disciple. You discover you have that quest to learn, to study, to study. You see God waking you up in the morning, in the night, and asking you to study. Can somebody say amen? So a disciple is the one that learns. Hallelujah. You must learn. With the life experiences that he's teaching you, the things he will teach you when you sit down with him, he will unfold certain things in your life. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And that will add to what he wants to use your life to do in future. And that's what discipleship does for you. The disciple also is a pupil who has voluntarily conceded he will carry all the authority and give to the master and say, teach me. The master teach him. He teaches him everything. How to spend his money. The master teach him. And he judge every teaching. Everything the master is teaching him to be right. He don't struggle with it. He teach him how to marry the wife. How to marry the husband. How to spend his money. How to do everything he's doing in life. How to run his business. How to train his children. How to set a standard. It might not be sweet for the children. It might not be sweet for the wife. It might not be sweet for the husband. But the simple truth that a disciple has concluded that ah, if it is the Lord, it is the writing. His teaching is right and correct at all times. Job chapter 13 verses 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him, but I will do what? I will maintain my own ways before him. So a disciple is the one that concludes no matter what he's using to do what? To teach me. It's right. When he use cane, it's right. Even if he break my head, he will mend it again. Anyhow he comes, it's right. He don't wake up in the morning and judge his teaching to be wrong. How can he be teaching me like this? The way he's teaching me is wrong. It's dangerous. It's not giving me any breathing space at all. No. It's not a disciple. A disciple knows that every teaching God is bringing to him is for his good. Are we saying amen? So a disciple is a pupil who has voluntarily conceded the authority to the teacher so that God's purpose might be fulfilled. He has come to accept the wisdom of the teacher as the best ever possible for his life. He is not afraid of anything. He knows that the teacher knows what he is doing. He is willing to stay through all the process. He sees everything permitted in his life as a divine apparatus to get him conformed into the image of his master whom he loves and highly esteems. So he knows that every teaching God is bringing his way is for one purpose. To do what? To make him conform to the image of who? Of Christ. Which is for his own good. For him to walk into his own inheritance. Can we say amen? So there are certain teachings God will bring your way. When the master brings the teaching, it might be tough. But the truth is that it is for him to make you conform to the image of his son. There won't be any thought in your life. No lying tongue, no cheating, no nothing. 
nothing the devil will look at and point at and use it against you. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? It might be somebody you want to marry and you are struggling. Bah, 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 bah. I must marry her, I must marry her. The Lord will say, no, don't go that direction. It will cause you trouble in the future. Don't go that direction. It will cause you trouble in the future. So all of these things he's teaching you is for your good. So that Christ can be what? Formed in you. For we to be conformed to the image of his son Jesus Christ. Are we saying amen? Are we saying amen? Now the second one again is that a disciple is not choosy. A disciple is not what? He is not choosy. He doesn't choose for himself. A disciple is not choosy. It is what the Lord makes available that you eat. Do you know some of us are in trouble as a result of what we are discussing now? Because we are choosy. You want to eat salad. You want to eat shawarma. You don't understand. Listen, until you understand. A disciple is not supposed to be choosy. A disciple is not choosy. If God provides this, you see his heart. Her heart is celebrating God for fun. A disciple is not supposed to be choosy. That is what is killing many children of God. So, a disciple is not choosy. He's satisfied with whatever God has made available for him. He's satisfied. He celebrates God. He rejoices and says, God, you are faithful. Hallelujah. Job chapter 19, verse 25 to 27. So, a disciple does not mind. By what means God also do what? Hammer him into shape. So he's not choosing. He don't care. Because he sees that everything God is doing, as others are wearing bigger cola, God is giving you slippers. He's trying to put you into a proper shape. He don't want you to be bogus. Do you know some of us? You just change overnight. You have been targeting to a popunte. A pastor is calling you, say, for where? For where? Pastor, pastor. Now, how do you want God to celebrate that He gave you one million? He will just lose you like that. <laughs> one million naira. And you stop paying your tithe because you don't want to leave millionaire. He said, I am now a millionaire. They say, no, go and pay tight. He said, for we are in Gopuhane, go on, was one million. I'm a millionaire. Hallelujah. So, if you look at Job, he said, for I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. And though, after my skin, worm destroyed his body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eye shall behold and not another, though my wounds be consumed within me. That is a man who is a disciple. Even in that trouble that Job was passing through, he still believed, are you understanding? That is Redeemer Levit. He knew that all of those things happening to him, God is going to use it to beat him into proper shape. Can you imagine? After that, that Job passed through. If you go to Job tomorrow and tell him this God is not good, what will he tell him? He will stand and laugh. He will say, forget about it. I have had a higher experience of this God. 
So God used that to do what? To beat him into proper shape. There are certain things you can't talk to him again about. You can't tell Job that God is not faithful. Can you? The wife, will she repent or not? Will repent. All his friends around, will they repent or not? They will all repent. But ordinarily, do you remember some of his friends came? They were accusing him. I said, go and check your work with God. Some came around and said, this man, hey, something is wrong with your life. Check <laughs> How can you can't be working with God and things like this will be happening to you? It's not possible. You can't eat. Your father is suffering. Your mother is suffering. You say you're serving the Lord. What kind of God are you serving? But this man understood that it's not that way. For me, I am not choosing. If God chooses to do it like this, he knows what he wants to what achieve. He knows what he wants to achieve with this. All I know is that at the end of all things, it must work for my good. Did it work for his good or not? It works for his good at the end of everything. It worked for his good. So a disciple is not choosing. Like many of us are. We want immediately, we we'll finish school, we we'll get a work in oil company, finish, we we'll go to abroad, finish immediately, come back, marry, finish immediately, have all the children, two boys, two girls. That's how we arrange it. You see, they arrange the whole thing, just arranging the whole thing. If they finish arranging it, they say, Amen. And they say, Write your prayer request. Uh, there was here. Then you are telling God you must do it like this. Then the prayer request that didn't work, what do you say? You petition God in the name of Jesus. They say anything we ask in the name of Jesus, it will work like that. Oh yeah, why is it not working like that? <laughs> God will say it will work like that. But I've checked. If I do it that way, you are planning. I have watched you and I'm seeing. If I do it that way, you are planning. They will be begging you to come to fellowship. You see now you are committed. You are in every service arm. Eh? It's in Osha. It's in choir. It's in everything. Maniho Jemeheni now prayer request. As soon as Chideke released there, I'll see Chideke, man. Can you just have a Tokwanaka guy's week? I am when they get high talk. I was Tokwanaka. He will start telling others, I serve God. That's why God blessed me. If you see when I was serving the Lord, when I was serving the Lord. And the person who didn't understand, he would think he's advising the person well. This of you to ask, so who are them by in the church? They have left. They have gone back to the world now. They have gone back to the world. And God knows that it's not good for a disciple. And God will first of all start beating the disciple into proper shape. Fixing the disciple. Fixing the disciple. Fixing the disciple. Even when he's praying, God will say, cool down, cool down. I will make all things beautiful in this time. The way you are now is not good. Let me beat you into proper shape so that I won't lose you. Your soul is more important than everything you are asking of. More important. More important than whatever you are asking of. For some of us, say, no, I'm of age, I'm of age. I want to marry, I want to marry. We don't know that somebody can be 40. It's not yet well ready and right. God is still trying to put the person into proper shape. There are certain areas of his life or her life that God is saying, let's put it in order. Now when he refuses and jump into the marriage, the marriage will last six months of what use. Please, of what use. And everybody will say, 
Okwa Tokumbo. Na marriage only last for six months. Oba after going the marriage. Don't you see? There's a dent already. And that's why God said, wait, let me fix you first. Let me put everything in order. And God said, no, wait, let's fix you well. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So, you must understand that you are not the one that will choose for God. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 to 17. Don't choose for God. As a disciple, you don't choose for God. God chooses for you. God knows what is good for you and choose it for you and give that to you. And give that to you. Some people will say, I want a, a boy first, a girl second. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so we must learn that as disciples of Christ, we should not be choosing. Somebody choose the work. That's where he died. God said, don't take that work. He said, no, for we are. How? How? I must take the work. So a child of God is not choosing. God might say, walk here. He said, for where? A God Don't we pay God That is where they destroyed you. That's why they destroyed you. Because what you are pursuing is not God. You are pursuing ego. Ego cannot pursue. All the time I played football, in my work with God, I discovered that it is not money that leads you. What leads you is what? God. So there are clubs that might tell me, come and take big money. I will refuse. Like one time like that, that should be, which club was that? It should be Casino or I've forgotten the name of the club. The club was looking for me like mad. They sent the letter, say, just come, any amount you need, because I played a match against them. I went to God. Who is my God? Who knows the best for me? As I was praying, God gave me a revelation. Can you imagine? I went to God. I said, Lord, do I go? He didn't talk to me. In the night, he gave me a revelation. If I had pursued money, my head would go there. Praise God. So, you understand what we are saying? So, it's important. You must know this truth. You must know this truth. For which cause we faint not. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day. So no matter the path God is carrying you, the outward man might look as if he's suffering, is shrinking, is passing through pains. But the truth is that God is renewing you. Your inner man is getting what? Stronger every day. It's getting stronger every day. In Christ, is getting stronger. God is moving you to the original purpose why he brought you here on earth. This has made many children of God not to understand. Your outward man might be perishing. It might be passing through pains. It might be passing through all manner. But stand firm. When you stand firm, that is when he will show up. He doesn't show up just for somebody who will faint. Small thing you faint. It doesn't work like that. You are choosing. He said, nah, have opportunity. Nah. This man came, this man came, this man came, this man came. But all of them are unbelievers. When he came, he said, I'm not a believer. 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 I'm not a
Is it age matter? Is it what we are talking about? Is it what we are talking about? What we are talking about is God. What you would do with your life. Don't you know if you ever get yourself entangled with that unbeliever, every plan and purpose of God for your life is dead. That's the day he dies. God can use you to do anything. Because the Bible said the man is your what? Your head. So if you want to tell him, eh, I want to go to church. It's a church for what? My friend. Let's go to nightclub. Don't you see? The purpose of God is defeated. The purpose of God is dead in that life. Just because he don't want to wait. He's saying that the outward man is perishing. So you feel that the outward man is perishing. You quickly. Many ladies are crying today. Weeping every day. And say God I am finished. In fact some of them are crying and say God take my life. Since there is no reason for living. This is not marriage. It's hell. I forget your marriage. You go Mariam. Verse 17. For our light affliction. Do you know all those things you call difficult? God see it as light affliction. He said, for our light affliction is but for a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Exceeding and eternal weight of glory. I tell you, there is a glory in Christ. There is a glory in Christ. When we stay with him, when we stay with him, don't cut corners. The course they give to you in university, study it. And you're going to bribe to change it. If you change it, watch what will happen. No, I can tell you, watch. Did you hear me? Finish, come out of school. Allow God, who has a plan for you, he will use that thing to bless you. The family that God asks you to go to, go there. The man God says marry, marry the man. Even if you can't see any reason to marry the man. I tell you, even if you can't see any reason to marry the woman, her nose might be like this. But Lord say, marry her. Marry her. Eventually, you will see the reason why he say marry her. You will see with your two eyes. If you think it's beauty, there will be a time you see that beauty is not there. It's not beauty. It's not beauty. It's not. It's not at all. But when the beauty of the inner man is there, are you understanding what I'm saying? The purpose why God brought her, you see her driving the purpose. You see her changing everything. Ecclesiastes 3 verses 11. We'll finish there. Hallelujah. So you must understand that. Are you understanding? It does not mind. By what means the master chooses to hammer him into a desire shape, he accepts joyfully. The master's decision as the best in making him become all that the Lord designs him to be. He believes in the love of the master. His confession and persuasion can be summarized in Romans chapter 8 verse 28. For we know that all things is working for my good. Even if everybody is mocking him, he will tell them, I know all things is working for my good. Are we saying amen? He said, we know that all things work together for the good for those who love God. He said, he submits to the divine, often unseen hand, molding him into shape according to the heavenly pattern. He believes and trusts the master. He knows him as the only wise God who does everything beautifully in his time. Hallelujah. 
Ecclesiastes 3 verses 11a. He said, he had made all things what? Beautifully in his time. So God makes everything for a child of God beautiful in his time. He was following me. When it was time, he called me. He said, resign from this football for the work which I have for you. Resign for the work. Stay with the Lord. We have to stop here today. Can we talk to God? Let's begin to pray. Talk to the Lord. Are you ready to learn? Are you born again? Is the Lord growing you? Are you ready to learn from him? Are you ready to sit down at the feet of the master and say, Lord, teach me by yourself? Are you still choosing? Can you cry to God? And say, Lord, I yield myself to you. I will not be choosing again. You are the one I will surrender to to lead completely. Whatever you choose, that is what I will choose. The path you lead is the path I will take. There's nothing that will ever move me. Only one thing. What is that thing? To know what your will is and to do it. In it, O oh Lord, is the glory. Even if it's paining my body, even if it's paining every part of me, I know there is a sitting weight of glory that awaits me even when I obey you. Lord, help me not to roll away and seek to do it my own way. Help me not to do it my own way. Help me, Lord. I ask for your help. I tell you, if only we can obey the instructions of the Lord. I tell you, what God is saying to us in this house, if we can start applying it in our day-by-day life, our life will be glorious. It will come out glorious, for sure. I bring this as a challenge to everyone today who has listened to this word. Can you sit down with the Lord? Can you allow the Lord to teach you? Can you allow him to mold you? Can you allow his judgment to be right? Only his judgment is right. Don't be choosy. Allow the Lord to be the one that will guide and lead. We give glory to you. We appreciate you from the depth of our heart. You are God forever and ever. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. I know you are blessed by the message you just received. We encourage you to join our Open Heaven meetings, connecting to God's help every first of the month, 5 p.m. Deep experience with Jesus every Saturday, 5 p.m. And our life-transforming seminars for all in Sports Circle at Sud E23, C2C Plaza, Mpokitu Road, Enugu, Nigeria. Visit our Facebook page, Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry, Instagram at Savior T Sports, Twitter at Savior Total, WhatsApp number 090-60-222-330, email Savior of Destiny Total Sports Ministry at gmail.com. You are blessed.